0: welcome everyone we're so happy you joined us for season two episode four of connect with me bishop tim daly and my friend and co-host dr john del Hussey. our goal for these podcasts is to support and encourage pastors leaders and all of you who are on the front lines faithfully fulfilling the great commandment by loving god and others the great commission through the multiplication of disciples we want to honor all of you faithful leaders and bring some practical biblical insight to assist you with your personal walk in ministry dr john will be sharing with us both biblical and historical teaching and show us how each topic relates to our everyday lives and ministries we pray that you will be deeply challenged and richly blessed by the time that we share together on Connect. Again, you'll find Connect on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. I'd like to ask you to please subscribe to the program on one of the podcast platforms and turn on your notifications so that you will see when a new episode is released. I know that most of you like uh, listening on YouTube, but there's no pictures. It's only a a moving screen and our voices, and you're you're welcome to listen there. But if at all possible, try the podcast system of listening. Um, it's, it works really well, and it is easy. It doesn't cost you any money, and when you uh, when you subscribe and rate our program, it helps with our uh, outreach, getting out further. So we'd encourage you to do that. Even if you don't want to listen a lot on that platform, try at least, uh, using, uh, Spotify, Apple, or Google and see what you think of it. So please keep us in your prayers, invite your friends and family to join us for connect on whatever platform you want to use. Well, Dr. John, let's pray and jump right into our topic for today. Father, we thank you for this special time we have to be together. Thank you for our leaders and all of our pastors, ministers, those that are out there on the front lines serving Jesus faithfully. We pray that this will be a time of encouragement, a time of information and training, A time of just supporting them, letting them know that they are loved and they are special people to us, Lord. We thank you for uh, just the privilege of coming into their lives and in their homes and onto their, uh, their phones or tablets, whatever, and being able to spend a little time with them like this, that they've dedicated time to do this. Thank you, Lord. And so bless this Holy Spirit guide our conversation use it for your glory in Jesus name. Amen. Well, what a great topic today that we're about to talk about in this episode. We're going to be discussing the wealth of the believer. In other words, what are the blessings and the benefits of the gospel that we find in Ephesians 1 through 3 and really throughout God's Word, and what is the abundant life mentioned in John's Gospel. And Really, Dr. John, I'm so concerned about this subject because over the years I've seen so many professing believers praying for and trying to gain what God's already given to them, what, what they already possess. And so many believe that the abundant life is something we're going to get when we die and go to heaven And they miss out on what they already have right here. They're not living in the blessings and the benefits of the gospel and that new covenant that we talk about. So what are these blessings and benefits that belong to us right now in Christ? I know you've written a commentary on Ephesians. And so you've spent a lot of time thinking about these things. So I'm anxious to hear uh, what are these and... uh, how do we embrace them so that we're not uh, missing out on this?
1: Yeah. Well, it's an easy answer. The the treasure and the riches, it's Christ. Amen. <laughs> That's a good answer. Right? The immeasurable wealth of Christ, Paul says in Ephesians. Amen. And, and yet he prays that the eyes of their hearts would be open, open to yeah. understand that. And I think maybe I would approach it with a story from Jesus. Good. Uh, or in the Gospels, where uh, a rich young man uh, came to Jesus and he said, uh, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And, and so this man comes, and he's, he's sort of coming to Jesus on his own terms. Uh, he recognizes that he's a teacher, uh, and he thinks that it, if, if he simply you know, performs some action or some commandment, that would guarantee down the road, right, eternal life. Yeah. But Jesus wants to save him now, mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. you know, at that moment. And he sort of shocks the young man because he says, I, I need you to give everything away. Right? I need you to give it all to the poor. And people stop there. but Then he says, come follow me. And I, and I would add just one more thing. In Mark's gospel, it actually says that Jesus loves the young man. It's the only place in the gospel where he ever feels that explicitly. And so Jesus loves this man, he invites him mm-hmm. and says, "Come, follow me." And of course the the man uh is unable to because of his attachment to wealth, and we're told that he walks away uh despondently. Yeah. And I I think people who may have material wealth, you know, they're terrified by that story. <laughs> Because they think that Jesus's desire is just to strip us of everything, <laughs> right? And, and wants us to all, you know, be beggars on the street. Yeah. But that's not really the point of the story at all. No. Um, the, the, the reality was, was that this young man had this attachment that was idolatrous mm. in his life that consumed his attention. And, and, and so Jesus wants to free him of that idol, uh, but also, it's not that he's saying, sell everything and become a beggar. He's saying, sell everything and come join God's family, mm. right? When when we have friends in Christ, right. we take care of each other. You know, Jesus wasn't calling him into a diminished life. No, He, he was calling him into an abundant life, right? But uh unfortunately um the attachments that that man had were so strong and i think also some of his family obligations yeah. you know kept him from recognizing that the greatest riches that he could ever have was staring him in the face right right <laughs> you know and 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 we're told that jesus himself you know departed and uh we don't know the end of that man's life story, no. but at least in that moment he didn't get to experience salvation
0: right, so what are some of these uh, we don't have enough time to say to go think through all of these, but what are some of the riches we have in christ
1: yeah well the 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 first thing, and I think it comes out of that story is when we get Christ we get a community oh i like that you yeah. know it's it's not just jesus even though that would be enough but we we get the father and the spirit right, <laughs> right, right? so yeah. we we get a father and i could go tim all day about that right how many of us did not have the ideal father right in our life and you know psychologists have suggested that many of us try to compensate our whole life, you know, living out of performance and Mm. insecurity, because we never had a father that loved us and, and, and accepted us for who we were. So right there, you know, we're given Abba, Mm. you know, and, and not only the word Abba, but like Paul says, we get the spirit who voices that word Abba Mm. within us, reminding us that (laughs) we have been adopted Mm. Right So that we've become children of God, and so you know that's that's one piece of it. and then, like we shared in the earlier podcast we're we're given the Holy spirit mm-hmm. right and, and 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 we're not just given the spirit in our own life, but the other piece of this is we're brought into a family, and so we also get the riches of the way the spirit manifests in all our brothers and sisters, yeah, right yeah, in that's, the community that's good. yeah. Right. And we get to benefit uh, with people who are all operating out of love. Mm. Right. Operate out of a love and a desire for generosity and sharing. Um, it is it is the community that we were created for mm. and, and where we thrive. Right. You know, by design.
0: Right. So um, some of these benefits and blessings. Um, I know early on as a young believer, I didn't really understand. I remember a prof in, in Bible school, uh, he closed his class. He was getting ready to go to the, he's trying to wet our lips for the next class, yeah. <laughs> which was, this was a Friday and he was trying to get us ready for it, Monday And he said, I want you all to come back on Monday because I'm going to talk to you about how you are as righteous as Jesus Christ. See you on Monday. Mm -hmm. Oh, my word. (laughs) I walked out of that class, and my wife and I, she went not my wife then, but we were looking at each other we are thinking, Dude, is he a heretic? I mean, he's saying we're righteous like Jesus Christ.
1: (laughs) The attributed righteousness of Christ is what he probably said Monday, right? (laughs) Exactly. And
0: and so, but when we came to understand that Mm. it wasn't, you know, we are, we have his righteousness. And that's true. What does that mean to a Christian to say, you're as righteous as Christ.
1: Yeah, well, uh, that is the basis of justification. So it's always good to return to that fundamental doctrine, you know, as Protestants, especially, because yeah. we made a lot of um, sacrifices for that that doctrine. <laughs> so I'm glad the Spirit led you into that piece of the conversation. Yeah, I mean, justification. Um, and for those of us who've been Christians for a while, who are maybe further into the journey, mm. you know, we sometimes forget, right, how incredible that initiation into the mystery um, was. Because basically, the attributed righteousness of Christ is that in the Old Testament, God called a people, mm. and he gave them a covenant, and the the covenant had his side of his obligations and it had our obligations to it. And uh, we failed and (laughs) miserably (laughs) miserably. (laughs) and the whole story of the old Testament is just kind of one sad failure after another. And, and yet in the old Testament, you start to get this uh, prophecy of a Messiah who represents God's people. I mean, he is Israel and, and, and he succeeds where we failed, mm. and and and, th- and so the attributed righteousness of Christ, which by the way Luther was the one that really emphasized that, and I like to connect what Luther taught with John Calvin, who connected the attributed righteousness of Christ very closely to union with Christ. Yeah, right, because. When we receive the attributed righteousness of Christ, I think one of the dangers is sometimes we don't it, it's not us, you know, it we're separate from that. Mm. And and Luther is famous for saying, et peccator," simultaneously justified, yet a sinner. Now that's true in that I sin every day and I and I and I seek forgiveness from the Lord, but the reality is, is Jesus didn't just share his righteousness with us, but it was him representing us and giving us the righteousness, which then enables us to become one with him, right? Which then basically leads to all these other blessings uh, that I was talking about. So in a sense, the attributive righteousness of Christ is the fountainhead for the whole whole thing.
0: Yeah. So that's justification, but we also hear another theological term, sanctification. What's that?
1: Yeah, sanctification is such a blessing because uh, even though we've been given the righteousness of Christ and the enslavement of sin, in a sense, has been broken, that still has to be worked out, right? Paul talks about working out our salvation with fear and trembling, which is a way of saying it's just now becoming aware of God's presence in our life mm. and 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 being transparent in God's presence and inviting the spirit to do the work of the spirit in our life but sanctification is base, I mean you know when you, when you think about all the human beings right and how much suffering they undergo because they have this vice, right? Mm-hmm. That probably started when they were a kid. You know, there's this this part of them that no matter how much money they have, no matter how many self-help books they read, right? No matter how many psychologists they visit, there's this piece in them that's broken. Yeah, And it's, it also causes shame, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and so they, they try to hide it, but when it gets exposed, right, they feel um, ashamed and they just wanna disappear. And um, we all understand that. We all have something in our right. life, right? You know. And and, and and so sanctification is the promise that if we become aware of that, and and if we utilize the body of Christ, the church, uh, by confessing our sin and living in an accountable life, and receiving the Word and um, holding that before the Lord, that over time, that does not have to have any power over us. Um, It is not, we we don't have to be enslaved to any sin in this life. Mm. And that is an incredible, incredible (laughs) gift. Boy,
0: you're not kidding. You know, I I was uh, impacted years ago with uh, one writer who took the I am's in the scripture, Neil, Neil Anderson. Yeah. In the back of his book. Yeah. He talked, he makes a list of, I am's. And uh, that has been a blessing as you you recall who you are in Christ. Those are all those benefits and blessings. Mm-hmm. I am this. I am that. And uh, so so many of these, uh, even in our encounters that we do, uh, one of the first things we do is talk about the Father heart of God. And because so many of us, you're right, right. have been have our father wounds mm-hmm. so understanding that blessing that is ours now we have a father that didn't depart that Amen. won't depart and then throughout the encounter we're rehearsing and re uh, and and learning those blessings and benefits that are ours in Christ Jesus yeah we confess our sins in the encounter and we do that with one
1: another and, and, and the gift of just releasing, you know, and, and letting go, yep. you know, and then there's the gift of receiving, <laughs> you know, the gift
0: of the Holy Spirit. Yep. And, and, yep.
1: and at the end of the day, it's just a
0: wonderful renewal. It is yeah. powerful time. Well, I know for me, these coming into these and understanding these as a young believer how how vital it was for my growth in the Lord, and that's what we desire for all of you. Um, I, I, we don't want to see you struggling hmm. and begging for things that you already have, and you don't. You know, we are. We've spent most of our life identifying with this world and the things of this world, and who others have said we are, and. What our mind tells us we are, and then we just uh we suffer as believers we just uh we're suffering and we're trying to get things that God says, wait a minute, I've already given you all this, and this is who I say you are, and this is this is what you have in me and uh so I challenge you today uh as I did earlier, read ephesians chapter uh one through three. I mean all of Ephesians, but the first three chapters are just loaded with the blessings and and Paul's prayer and uh as he prays for them that you may know. That you may know. You know, he wants you to know. And if and then in Philippians where he talks about the fact of this is who I used to be. Mm-hmm. And then he says, but that's all past. That's garbage now. Yeah. Uh, to be Found in him, he says, to be found in him. And that's what our desire is, that you'll be found in him and uh, what he has uh, truly blessed you with. Well, Dr. John, what would you wrap us up with on this? Uh, How would you conclude this as we think about the blessings and benefits of the new covenant? Yeah, that, that grace we have.
1: Yeah, well, you know, just as God gave a covenant through Moses on Mount Sinai after redeeming a people out of Egypt to guide them through the wilderness, you know, we're in that story ourselves. Yeah. You know, you and I and our brothers and sisters were somewhere between Egypt and the promised land, and we're nomads. And um I would just say on the one hand, Everything that we need has been given to us in Christ, right? And and Christ is an infinite um, treasure trove. Yes. Um, and out of that also comes the Triune God's ministry in yeah. our life. But I think I would want to also just encourage our brothers and sisters that we there's also a manna-like quality mm. to grace, mm. right? Where. You know, God is also teaching us other things um, of, of, of faithfulness and dependence yes, yes. and humility. And so there's there's also something about a kind of measured grace in our life. And, and all I'm saying is, is when we talk about sanctification, you mm-hmm. know, and the gift of sanctification as a pastor, and mm-hmm. even just in my own life, right? sometimes I get discouraged about how slow, Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> that process is right, right. You know, and it, sometimes it's so slow you almost feel like God isn't keeping his promise or we don't want to admit it, but you know, sometimes we're wondering, wow, is there power in my life? Am I changing? And and the reality is is we are changing. Amen. You know, we are always changing, but but you know, like the Israelites God is calling us just to be faithful each day, mm. and like God, like like Jesus said to Paul with His thorn in the flesh, "My grace is sufficient for you, right? This this sort of measured grace that acknowledges your pain and is bringing humility out of that pain, mm. but I'm not going to let you fall. Yeah,
0: yeah right. And yeah. and
1: and I and I found that to be just really encouraging in my own life.
0: Yeah, the. The blessings and benefits of salvation doesn't mean that we're never going to go through difficult challenges. Right. I I agree. I don't want anybody to get that idea that uh, hey, we face those. Just be a pastor. Be a leader. Uh, you will face challenges. That's part of this life. But um, like you said, it's part of our process too. Mm-hmm. Well, would you pray for these precious people and uh, close us in prayer and uh, again, I want to remind all of you, if you haven't signed up, first class is gone. But by this time, maybe you can still get in on the second half of our class in November. And that is the, um, um, on the new covenant and the Holy Spirit. And I think uh, if not, you better get the recording of it and sign up for it and join this class. Because you'll be glad that you did and it'll be a blessing to you and your ministry. So uh, pray for these precious people out there, and uh, let's bless them today.
1: Yes, yes. Oh, Father, um, the Father of every spiritual blessing in Christ, Lord, we uh, are um, honored to be able to come to you That's in right. prayer. That's right. And that our uh, Savior has has invited us into this reality. And, and so Pastor uh, Bishop Tim and I, We are holding our brothers and sisters before you Mm -hmm. uh, in prayer, Lord, and uh, we know that they've already received every blessing in Christ. That's right. But there's also something about tasting that blessing. That's right. Um, Paul talks about this down payment of the Spirit, which is a real experience. It's a real taste, Lord, of um, your grace, and and. And so we we understand that you give it to us in measure, and that you are forming us in the wilderness. But uh, but Father, we ask just we you know the specific needs of our people. That's right. Uh, and the hurts that are in their life right now, mm-hmm. and and we trust the Holy Spirit will minister to them, Lord. And and so we intervene on their behalf in yes. your presence in yes. the name of Jesus, asking mm-hmm. for the Spirit to do that work to continue to do that good work in their life and in our own. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Well, thank you, Dr. John, and thank you to all of you who have tuned in again today in Season 2, and this is Episode 4 of Connect. If you have any questions or comments, you can write Dr. John at J JDelHouse, which is J-D-E-L-H-O-U-S-A-Y-E, at gmail.com or you can reach me at twdaily d-a-i-l-e-y at lcckuwait.com We look forward to the next time that Dr. John and I have the privilege of sharing some biblical truth and personal ministry insight to assist us with our day-to-day journey in the Lord. We love you and we can't wait until we have the privilege of meeting with you again On Connect, God bless you.